Chapter 42 Silence enveloped them for the rest of the journey into Manhattan. At least he wasn't going to run into more sports traffic as the Jets versus Colts game was finished, and despite being called New York, they resided over in New Jersey. After what felt like an eternity, the limousine pulled up outside his New York home away from home. Typical. An executive minibus for cabin crew had pulled in ahead of Steve and was unloading. No amount of Hilton points was going to enable a queue jump ahead of this lot. Just another delay in a series of them. He should have been in his room ages ago. Calm through disengagement, evidence of agitation got you nowhere. Steve took a mindful breath in and prepared for another wait at the back of another queue. The joys of business travel. He was used to this. Close eyes, breathe and wait. He tried his best to disengage from the orderly chaos around him, but soon enough he recognised the sound and shape standing, talking in front of him. Yes, it was her. Sensing she was being stared at, Isla swung round, smiling as always, a little squiffy from the miniatures the crew continued to snaffle off the plane for consumption on the ride in. She showed no signs of surprise. You finally woke up then? Shame you missed chatting with me. Have you forgotten how interesting I am? They both giggled like children. It was back on. Isla looked over to another queue where Sally was watching her every movement with an invasive interest. Thank you for being here. Steve made no effort to hide his excitement. I thought I'd screwed up again and it'd be another three years. I looked for you on board and in immigration, but you disappeared. How do you do that? He wouldn't need to tell her about his plan B to locate her, which would end up with him stalking her at JFK. I was hiding from you, of course. You what? As if. I'm pleased to see you, Steve. Even if you and I are being watched. Don't look now. I mean it. Steve instinctively looked around, and Isla burst out laughing. Men were useless. Actually... Something way more glamorous came up. I had an intimate date with the block toilet I was in charge of. Anyhow, I guess you'd be here. It's not like you ever stay anywhere other than the Hiltons, and I saw your immigration card when you were asleep. She was a smart lady and so gorgeous. There was no chance that he was going to blow it this time. He was enjoying the sport of this encounter. I saw you leave the plane, but got here ahead of you. What happened? Don't ask. The bloody driver in the Yankees. We ended up too far north as though he was drawn to a homing device at Yankee Stadium. It's a miracle we got here at all. We do have a thing for meeting in hotel foyers. Although it's been a while, hasn't it? Did you want to catch up? We could meet for a drink. I was going to crash. Steve noted immediate evaporation of Isla's smile. He could play games too, but not now. I know you want to hang out. Please say you're free and that you fancy some dinner. It had been an emotional day. Leaving Greta and his daughter was more difficult than usual. He knew it was going to be the last time he'd leave them as one family unit but at least it had the potential of ending in a far better way than it had started. I take it you're working pretty much non-stop? I assume you're here working and I'm not interrupting another solo holiday liaison or a family thing. She was digging and Steve grinned at her lack of subtlety. They had not given them the opportunity for Steve to answer the questions Isla asked and he wanted to get cleared up. It had been 42 months. They had both totted them up on the drive-in. Steve didn't want to go into the details of his private life while standing in a hotel lobby being watched by the intrusive stares of Isla's colleagues. He had no concern about what he would say. Always the truth, but there was the time and a place. You're right, just back-to-back work starting tomorrow morning, but in the word of Bob Seeger, we've got tonight. Isla almost spat out her reaction to the mention of one of her favourite songs. That song, if you're not thinking about the Wonder Years, I will lose all respect and you can forget dinner, from the ones where Kevin climbs on Winnie Cooper's roof after the car crash and stares at her. It's a wonderful bit of telly. Can you imagine a more beautiful song to play over that piece of TV? Of course, Steve knew plenty of other songs that would make that scene special, but he nodded in agreement. Isn't it a brilliant scene? 
I watch The Wonder Years every week. Any reasonable person now in their 20s watch that. I don't think I could have any respect for anyone who didn't. What a great song. What a romance. Did you know, in 1983, Kenny Rogers covered that song with Sheena Easton and it went, Isla interrupted his geeky download with a loud sigh. Not nasty. Save it for the date. We have to find something to talk about. See you in 20 minutes. They smiled. It had started again.